From boy to breaking waves, every one of the breaking, every single, every, every, what is it? Every break, every breaking wave. Every single. Every single breaking wave, that is. This is you talking, you two, to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll. Uh, music. Welcome to another episode. This is your host, Scott. Across the table from me, who do we got? By the way, what, what about that? Um, those t-shirts? What not, about, what not about the, the U2 t-shirts? t-shirts, but the... The, the You Talking U2 yeah. to Me t-shirts? Do we get those tonight? Yeah, are they here for us? They t- Engineer Cody Cody, they told us our U2 t-shirts were here for us tonight. His eyes just went wide. Let me explain what's happening. First of all, I want to introduce... How do you say that word? And try deuce. And try deuce. My co-host, Scott. Say hello to the nice folks, Scott. Hey, Anyone, hey. I would like to say... Yeah. I would like to say hello to my family. Mm. I would like to say hello to my friends. Great. Covering a lot of ground there. I would like to say hello to uh, uh, to my colleagues. Colleagues, great. So some colleagues are not your friends. Interesting. I would like to say hello to my fans. Mm. I would like to say hello to you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Scott. You said hello to almost every single person that exists because if someone is not your Oh, fam- I would like yes. to say hello to... Everyone that exists. <laughs> okay, good. Now you I've have covered co- everything. Wait, dead or alive? Um I would like to say hello to all those who have died. Joan Rivers? Well, yeah, she died. Okay. I would like to say hello to Joan Rivers. Maybe we should just mention everyone who's died. Okay. Just to make sure. Um, I would like to say hello to Genghis Khan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like to say hello to Jesus Christ. Okay. Two of the greats. Yep. Two of the big ones. <laughs> Hitting them right off the bat. Greatest hits as far as human beings go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very similar guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really took it to the limit, both of them. Do you think Star Trek The Wrath of Khan – like Khan, they based it on Genghis Khan, Khan or Donkey mm-hmm. Kong. Yeah, I also Khan. think taking it to the limit, the Doobie Brothers. Take it. Is that it? No, that's the Eagles, isn't it? Oh, the fucking oh, Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Fuck them. We're not talking about the Eagles again. But I think they were writing that about Genghis Khan and Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me explain what's happening here. I'm Scott. Scott's across, uh, I almost said the street for me, but um, Engineer uh-huh. Cody, I, I wanted to say why his eyes got wide. He looks like a deer in, in the headlights tonight. And if you've ever seen a deer in your headlights, that is not a pretty sight. No, it's scary. And they're scared. They're scared? You're scared? Look, it's a couple of scared mammals. I scream. You scream. We all scream when, when we a see deer a deer in, in the, the headlights. Road. Yeah. Um, but Engineer Cody Cody... Um, Capping off a difficult month for him. Is that safe to say, Engineer Cody Cody? This is the cherry on the... What do you mean by that? Do you mean that uh, other than tonight, he's been fucking up? (laughs) Professionally, a difficult month. Uh, What's what's happening? I just... I've been hearing about on a lot of shows, not just my show, 
A lot of leaving the room, a lot of messing up of cues, a lot of, lot of, <laughs> really? act, lot of activity on the boards about what's going on with Cody. Um, but you know what? I put all that behind me tonight, and I said, you know what? I'm really looking forward to seeing Engineer Cody Cody tonight. <laughs> we get here. We get here. We get here. <laughs> we get here. We rattle the old doorknob. Locked. Chick, chick, chick. Locked. Lights out, as Peter Wolf once said. Or as uh, as Lisa Marie Presley once said famously. Hey, very famously. More famously than Peter Wolf? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a yeah. big single in 2002. <laughs> uh, in, Actually, really good song. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm never going to listen to it. I have it on my phone. No, thank you. Well, that was really polite. What was polite? Your no thank you. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Although you did interrupt me. But Engineer Cody was not here. To, to be fair, I called him up. He he got his shit together immediately. He was here, you know, you said you'd be here in 15. You're here in a good 10, maybe 12. Um, I liked his excuse, though. It was, it was pretty it convoluted. Was, it was pretty, and, first of all, ultimately, what it came down to was you want to tell us, Cody, why you were 20 minutes late? First of all, he gave it a my bad. And, yeah, there was a my bad in And there. that didn't work. We were just silent on my bad. Because what do you yeah. say to my bad? Well, it's like, well, yeah, obviously, obviously it's your you bad. fucking prick. It's your bad. What, is my bad? I'm sorry? No, it's just a- It's just, this was my fault, which yeah. clearly it was- It's halfway there. Though. What, are we going to take some of the blame for this one? I don't think so. <laughs> Cody, what was your excuse? Go ahead and tell the fine folks. Get on mic. And, and nothing about the schedule, none of that, just the yeah. very, what it- all came down what to. it all came down to. American Horror Story. You were watching American Horror Story, yeah. so you were too distracted. Too engrossed. Engrossed. To remember that you had to go to work. <laughs> and to be fair, it's late at night. Yeah. We usually do not, I mean, this show well, records late it at night. it was earlier when we were scheduled to start. <laughs> sure, yes. Let me explain uh, what the what the timing is on this episode. Okay. It's Wednesday night when we're recording this, October 15th, yes. I believe, Wednesday night. Uh, it We got to start at 10.08 p.m. 10.08 p.m. We were yeah. supposed to start at 9.30, but we got to start at 10.08 p.m. Uh, I have I've, I was in New York this morning. I've been up since 2.30 a.m. L.A. time. So did you take uh, fly I here? Flew, how the fuck do you think I got here? I don't know. There's lots of different ways of getting here. From New York this morning. You could take a train. You could take a car. You can walk. <laughs> or you can fly. There are four options. Look, I do. I do. I walk pretty slow, though. I'm only walking like 25, oh, 30 so miles an hour. So you would be able to get here in the same day? Only 25 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I was in New York this morning. I, I had to get up at 5.30 to get picked up at 6. Yeah. So that's 2.30 a.m. our time. So yeah. I'm a little loopy at yeah. this point. It's 10 p.m. I've been up uh, almost 24 hours. Well, I've been point. up since 5 a.m. L.A. time. So I guess you have me beat. But I'm very tired. You're very tired. I'm very tired. But we, we wanted to get this one out for the fans. Why is that, you say? Why what? is that? My name is you say. <laughs> We're Why tired. is that you say? You say. Over here. You say. You say. Why is that? Um, you say you only talk when you want to. You ever you ever see her in person? Yeah. Lisa Loeb? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very nice person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted to get it out for the fans because um, we all remember the last episode, which was about a month ago, uh, was Rush released just, I believe, the day or two days after U2's... The day after we recorded We it. recorded it and then got it out the two days after. Rush released when U2's new record, Songs of Incontinence, was released. We got in there. We got it out. Mm-hmm. Same thing this month. Songs of Incontinence, the physical release, the actual record and CD was released yesterday. Yeah. I was in New York, and I flew back. I rushed back here. Mm-hmm. Just to get in here in a, in a room with you. This is the only reason you flew back to Los Angeles? <laughs> I was going to stay there. I was, I was like, you know what? I really Fuck like it. I like <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> you ever feel like just saying that? Yeah. Just fuck it. Just fuck it. What am I doing? You know what? Jason Manzoukas and I were talking. I was hanging out with him last oh, night in New York. Who cares? <laughs> we were saying, uh, think about this. What if, what if you said, you said, you know what, like as an interesting challenge, I want to start show business all over again Mm -hmm. from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And now obviously you can't change who you are. You're still Adam Scott. Mm -hmm. But I want to just, I want to see if I can do it all over again Mm -hmm. and rise to the exact amount of fame. Um, You mean start show business? uh, Anew. You mean- Enter show business anew or start a business and entertain start entertainment all over again. Start entertainment all over again from from exactly where you're starting. As if entertainment did not exist and you are starting No, 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 no. Start your own okay, participation got it, in it. Got it, got it, got it. And you would have to tell all all of your friends and coworkers and colleagues, you would say, Hey, you know, I know it's gonna be tempting to bring me in for auditions just because of who I am and what I can do. But I want you to pretend I've never <laughs> pretend you don't know me. I'm just and then see how far you could get. Okay. I know it's gonna be tempting. I know, look, I'm really good hey, at what I do. Listen, try and hold back all the offers. <laughs> Just see if you can do it as an exercise. <laughs> Just fuck it. Mm-hmm. Moving to New York. But no, um, I came back here uh, to talk about this record. It came out with bonus tracks. We're going to be talking about songs of Now, did you go out and buy it in New York? No. So you just, you have the... I, I ripped it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about a fart? <laughs> The gleam in your I eye when I said I ripped it. Just you've you've never enjoyed so you didn't saying go something buy more. the CD. I did not. No. Oh, should I have? Do you have one there? I I got it. Yeah. Did you? Let me see it. That's weird that you didn't go buy it. I was in New York. I go. What am I supposed to do? Oh, they don't have CDs. <laughs> My entire. There it is. Let me see it. See. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about the. Oh, that's an attractive release. The cum that that just came out of my dick when I saw Larry (laughs) Mullen naked. All right, we'll talk about the record a little bit later. This is, of course, the Songs of Innocence uh, physical release special. And we also want to talk about, uh, we're going to, in the next segment, talk about the book that just came out, U2, the definitive biography. How dare they? By the way, that. That book made no noise whatsoever. I yeah. have not heard a peep about that book. And you've been listening to Baby Chickens. Yeah, and not one peep 
was attributed to that book. <laughs> what if on the back of the book it just had a blurb that was peep in quotes and then it said a chicken? That'd be great, Scott. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. All right, fine. All right. Um, now, Adam, I, yeah. I don't believe I've seen you. No, not since the last not time. Not since the last time. I mean, um, it's been a month. It's been a while. It's been a month. <laughs> And what have you been up to? Tell me about it. I know that you went to a concert recently because I yeah. uh, saw some pictures from that show. Yeah. I went this past weekend, this past weekend, I went to see Tom Petty. M- Thomas Petty. Thomas Petty. Mmm. And I'm free. Now, wait. We talked about Tom Petty once on the show. You're like... In I'm, the, you're, I'm okay. I like him, but yeah. not. I'm, I'm. You're not, not one of those Tom Petty Pe- is yeah. the greatest people. Yeah, I'm not one of those Tom Petty is the greatest people. <laughs> oh, by the he's way, he's not the greatest people. What's no. what about the t-shirts? Do we have t? Do we get them tonight? Cody has no idea. I want my t-shirt. Didn't I was told we get an here. email saying, "Yeah, we did. We have your t-shirt." Next time you're in here recording, you talking you two to me. The t-shirts are here for you. Yeah, but are they? So where are they? Oh, cool. What's that? I'm looking into. He's looking into it. Oh, boy. Oh, I do want to say about the T-shirts, uh, the fucking T-shirts. Apparently, there was some issue with whomever Earwolf was using as a merchandise company. Uh-huh. And so they were taking a long time or something. I would continually get tweets from fans saying, hey, where are my fucking T-shirts? Yeah. I felt like Bono. Yeah. Listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know he does. I feel bad about it. Uh, apparently. Excuse me. <laughs> Why did you hold that up to them? Thought it would sound cool. <laughs> um, I, f- I feel bad about it, but people have been getting their T-shirts uh, recently. They've so been it's sending a different. Me, it's a different. They switched mi- companies then ah. because I think that one was fucking up. Ah. So now it's a new company, and people have been sending me pics of them in the T-shirts. I don't know if you've been getting. Yeah, them. I've seen a bunch. It's How a many cool have you shirt. off to? Uh, 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 12 as many as there were disciples real real funny <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to having one yeah. of those t-shirts it's a cool shirt yeah it's a cool shirt it's yeah. a kind of an aquamarine yeah like the movie Sort of. What movie? Aquamarine. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's about teenage uh, mermaids. <laughs> You've never seen Aquamarine? <laughs> I guess not. It sounds really fascinating. Hey. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty, yeah. Oh, before we start on Tom Petty, I should – a little point of correction here uh, that I have to go into – this happened yesterday as well. This is another reason to do the show. But apparently, this Christmas day just got a little less merry. Do you know why, Adam? Why? 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 Because a certain film that a certain Scott is in oh, yeah. got pushed yeah. to 2015. That's right. That's right. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. A movie near and dear to my heart. 
Yeah, you're very excited about this. Very excited. Anytime I would introduce you, I would talk about it. Right. It got moved. It got bumped. Yeah. It got skladooshed. Yep. What happened? I don't know, but it comes out February 20th now. So you can go enjoy yourself on February 20th, Scott. What happened, though? You know what happened. Tell tell the tell the fans. I think uh, I think uh, it was there's just too many movies coming out that day. So they, why did they pick Christmas Day in the first place? It's, it's, it's I think insane. that uh, honestly, I think that um, when the Seth Rogen movie, the interview moved to that day, mm. uh, um, it, Hot Tub Time Machine Two wasn't going to be the only comedy on that day. Can't and compete with Rogen. No, like. I I can't wait to see that movie. So um, you're gonna have to. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the inner the Seth Rogen one. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, I'll have to wait till Christmas. Yeah. So sorry uh, that you can't wait, but you're gonna have to. So yeah, fucking deal uh, with it. So I would imagine that's probably why I I don't totally know, but I would imagine that's why. Is it a, is it depressing to you that your SNL hosting is gonna have to wait until February? <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah. It's it's. It's eating me up. We haven't talked about that on the show, by the way. The fact that you're never going to get to hear a certain Mr. Don Pardo say, Adam Scott and musical guest, Hute. Did we not discuss Don Pardo dying on the we last We may episode? have. Oh, I just okay. want to bring it up again. <laughs> do you, um, th- yeah, do you think he's – I was at SNL this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's upset he never got the chance to say Hosier? I I would imagine he was freaked out about that or is freaked out about that. I had never once heard of that person. And oh, he's great. I on my show, Comedy Bang Bang, which by the way, here's another reason that we need to reconvene. Comedy Bang Bang, I need to get a plug in. This is a very popular show. Plug. Comedy Bang Bang is back on Friday, yeah. IFC, eleven PM. Yeah. Back for 10 more episodes before the end of the year, and f- then 40 come the new year. So this Friday we have- Hold ep- on. Stop the clock. Stop the presses. <laughs> Why do I have to stop the clock and the presses? For, I'll wait while you stop the All clock right, and then on. the presses. Hold on one second. Jesus. All right. Here we go. Cody, give me the, give me the, give me the goddamn clock. The presses control is right over there. Just oh, let me do that Hold first. that lever. Okay, presses are stopped. I can't reach the clock. Okay, so now that the presses are stopped, we'll deal with the clock later. Okay. 40 in 2015. Yeah, your favorite U2 song, 40. They were singing about my season four. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot. You must be worn out. I'm going to rise to meet the challenge. Um, But we're back on Friday. Okay. We are back. And I want everyone to watch it. Everyone who who it's I'm very proud of the show. Okay, so why were it's we a great show. talking about that? Oh, we were talking about Hosier. On the show, our sound person last year, uh, way before anyone had ever heard of him, said, Hey, I really like this guy Hosier and and kind of guilted me into buying the record right mm-hmm. in front of him. Like like if I didn't buy the record. Mm-hmm then he'd be very disappointed because mm-hmm. he recommended it. Mm-hmm. And it had that song, Take Me to Church, bang a ding dang Is that a hit? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's an alternative hit. I liked, uh, I I watched him and I uh, thought Congratulations. it was, he was good. Congratulations. I, but I'd never heard of him. Yeah, he's good. And I met him afterwards. 
him and his family and his friends. And guess what, Adam? What? Hosier? Yeah. Hosier! Yeah. Big comedy Bang Bang fan. Oh, yeah? Does he listen to uh, you talking you too to me? <laughs> I hope so. If you're out there, I, I, bet, his, uh, I bet his brother does. Oh. Um, so, hey, Hosier and uh, Hosier bro. Is his album called Hosier? I don't know. I just bought the goddamn thing. This one? Yeah, that one. I'm going to purchase it right now. Purchase it. He's good. I liked him a lot. What do you think? I, I thought he was great on SNL. Yeah. What what do you think compared to Carmen? Who's that? Did you not see Carmen? They're a they're I I like Carmen. Okay, I gotta say I, I don't know who that is. Everyone everyone talks about me having shitty musical taste. Okay. By the way, people who listen to the last episode, they talk about me online. They say Scott Ackerman has shitty musical taste. He likes U two and Coldplay. Guess what? I like all the shit you oh, like as well. Oh, right. You freaked out about the new Coldplay album. I think that's a great this. record. Okay. And you know what? Several alternative publications back me up on it and say people are sleeping on it. Yeah. But just because I like things that these people consider to be shitty, I also like stuff that is really good. I just like more music than people. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I'm not afraid to say I like, you know. Poppy, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I just bought the Hosier album. <laughs> uh, but Carmen is like a. It's a. It's they're young. I think were they on SNL? They were on SNL. They were probably. It was. They were probably too young to be on SNL. They when, were kind of universally derided for it. When were they on? They were on maybe a year and a half ago, oh. like right after Lana Del Rey, when people oh, were like, yeah. "Come on, SNL, get your shit together musically," because yeah. she was too. She was too new and she yeah. was too nervous. Yeah, and they were a little too new and nervous. Um, but they're like a young couple. I, I, they're probably like twenty two. I think their boyfriend and girlfriend. They they rose to fame doing YouTube covers of uh, popular songs where she would kind of rap and sing. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but I liked him. Anyway, I like Carmen, but I just think it's funny to-, to uh, Who was hosting when they did it? I'll look that up. Can you fill the silence? <laughs> Great fucking job. <laughs> um, have you been to any concerts lately? I went to Tom Petty. Did you- Talk you... about uh, Talk about it. Uh, it was It was good. It was a good- Good show. You know, his shows are very no frills. There's there isn't really a like a He can't afford frills? Uh he he can. I think he's kind of making a point of we're just gonna play these songs and there's no light show really. There's no They don't have set. lights. Well they do have lights. What about a spotlight? Like there are certain points where I just kind of thought, wow, you could this song like they are a great band and they sound amazing. There were certain points where I even thought, like, wow, you could kind of spice this up with a little bit of um, light action. Man, that is the last time that I ask you to fill the silence. Yeah. You are fucking boring. Have you ever noticed that? No, I thought that was terrific. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Zoe Deschanel hosted. Oh, I do you want to hear a little bit? Of, a little bit of Carmen. Sure. Um, but have you been to any concerts? Uh, yeah, I went to a couple of concerts at the Hollywood Bowl. I found out that I can. Oh, you went to like Neutral Milk Hotel and stuff. Yes, I went to Neutral Milk Hotel with the Breeders. Oh, this is an ad. You know what? Let's listen to it. He helped me pour the simple grains of Rice Krispies. 
They're made with rice. 17 <laughs> seconds till the video. Let's just sit through it. A gentle grain that's easy for little There's no option to, to skip at this point. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of you like this one. S- Kellogg's the simple breakfast. <laughs> the simple grains of Rice Krispies. Is Kellogg's like telling me it wants to fuck? <laughs> See you at breakfast? Ladies and gentlemen, Nudge me. Carmen! She's dancing around. She's sort of like a Gwen Stefani type. Oh. Okay. I don't need to listen to this. You don't like it? I don't know. I don't know. Not really. There's so little time until we die. Yeah. Do we really need to fill it listening to Carmen? No. I like him, though. Is that a Band of Outsiders shirt? Oh, wait. Hold on. What? (laughs) What was that sentence? The shirt you have on. No, it's not. Hey, I have a gift for you, Scott. Oh! By the way, this will make how how long ago did I get you a gift? About a week ago. Okay. Did you acknowledge it? Uh, I wanted to talk about it on the show, so I. But did you acknowledge it with like a thank you? No, I wanted to talk about it on the show. Oh, so you were waiting till the show to, to thank th- me for it? If if I were to thank you, it would, it would be on the show, and I thought that you would understand that. Well, I see you have a physical copy of the book I purchased for <laughs> That's you. what I wanted to talk about. Does that mean you did not? Uh, I never even opened the one you sent me. You didn't even open the one I Because I had already bought it from Amazon and had it same day delivered to me. Oh. So can, I wanted I get, to, can you help me get a refund on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All I can say is sucks to be you. Okay. Well, I have another gift for you. Okay. Oh, I love gifts. What is this? What is oh it's a rattle and hum coffee mug. <laughs> they sell those. Where? At Amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just saw it there and I couldn't believe I it. I love it. I oh could my and, gosh. and they, I got one for myself that's under the blood red sky. Oh, you got the cooler one. It's way cooler looking than that one. This is great though. I love it. But and then I bought the physical copy of the the new album. And so I went up to the cashier <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> Amoeba with two coffee mugs and the CD. Hi. And you're Adam Scott. Yeah, I thought like if if by any chance there's someone that knows this podcast and sees yeah, me doing that. I would, just would be like, this is the most ugh. you two, you talking you yeah. two to me moment of their lives. But there, there, there was not anyone that called me on it. Well, I was reading this book yeah. on a plane – and there was a nice young man I met who's a fan. Oh, really? <laughs> sitting right by me. And That's I was just hilarious. like, I pulled it out and I was like, oh boy, here it comes. But he, he was very nice and never made mention of it. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, but I could, I just knew because I had to read it because that was the only time I had to read right. this book was on that plane ride. And I was like, right. I, do, I really don't want to read this book in front of this guy. That's so funny. Um, so, but SNL. It's going to have to wait until February. How close are you? Can you talk about it? If if you really were in talks to host SNL, could you say something about it? Could you give a sly little wink to it to the fans right now? Oh, my God. Fuck you. <laughs> Why? Literally, it, 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 I've used the analogy before that it's like ha- having a conversation with um, a, a – uh, like a, a – st- a step aunt at a Christmas party. 
I, I want you to do this. <laughs> Shut up. Out of the two of us, I think that you have a better chance. Stop. Although I do say I, I do have to say I, I went to the show. <laughs> Which is a very fun, exciting thing to do. It was it was very exciting. This is my third time. Mm-hmm. I went And you uh, went to the Bill Hader show? I went to the Bill Hader show. And uh, Bobby Moynihan was nice enough to take me and a group of people around on stage. And I stood out up there on the stage and I said, Bobby, I'm calling it right now. I'm going to host this show by the time I'm 45. Now, that is in July. (laughs) So I need you to pull some strings. (laughs) And did he say, you got it? (laughs) Yeah, he said, you got it. He said, you're there. You're there. Um, But no, I think think you can do it. Stop (laughs) it. Please. I look Please. NBC Synergy Parks and Rec final season. Please to stop. promote. Please. You too. Please. Please stop. What would what sketches would you want to do? Would you want to do a gilly or what would you do? I'd want to do a sketch where um, where I kill Scott Ackerman. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'd go for that? How was the Breeders okay. and uh, Neutral Milk Hotel? Was it like? Were you like, oh my god, everyone's old? Yeah, no. I I have to say that I was lucky to to go to that show because Neil Campbell, our executive producer on Comedy Bang Bang, and head writer, um, had tickets, but we were shooting, and we were scheduled to go pretty late that night. And we said, you know what, we'll just go whenever we get off. Yeah. Weirdly enough, we flew through all the scenes. We were doing a ton of pages, but we flew through them. We were off like three hours early, and we looked at each other and said, we're going to not only make this show, but even get to see the openers. We got there right when the Breeders started. Wow. And uh, So the, Neutral Milk Hotel was the headliner? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and, and they filled the Hollywood Bowl. I don't think they filled it. Uh-huh. It's one of those you know, events where they go, you know what? You can probably fi- – if you get the right opening acts, you can probably fill – half of the bowl right and it's worth it it's just a great it it looks really good for you it's just a nice and a great place to see a show yeah so we went we got there for the breeders who were um i look i love the breeders i saw them at bonnaroo not bonnaroo uh no what's in seattle it's uh fuck i can't remember the seattle Oh, what is it called uh, bumbershoot yeah so i'm at bumbershoot stood on stage during their uh, recreation of you know the whole album. And, oh wow! Uh, I really like that. A li- for the Hollywood Bowl, it was a little small. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of stood there. But Neutral Milk Hotel was great. Really? So were are they really? Uh, like I've never seen them live. So I, what kind are they? Big performers. It's interesting. The dude, and I have to say that I'm not the I'm not like Jonah Ray. I'm not the right. right. You know, I don't sit there. As he described it, like in tears, listening to the record. Yeah, me neither. Up. But I do like them. But I like them a lot. I like their sound. The dude. So I don't know their names or anything. But the dude, um, he started it off just singing on his acoustic guitar, and it was just him. Right. And then he went pretty long, like two and a half minutes. Where I was like, oh, the first song is just him. All of a sudden, like two and a half minutes in, the rest of the band careens out of the wings runs to their instruments the minute they get to their instruments they start playing wow that's cool and it just was very energetic and there's a lot of them um there's like an old guy who looks like santa claus who's playing on the old trumpet wait a second was it santa claus i think it was oh my god i think it actually was him 
Oh my god! I mean, he's got to be free the other three hundred and sixty-four nights a year. Yeah, I mean, unless he's yelling at those elves. <laughs> Get a move on. Is that how he sounds? I think that's how Santa Claus sounds. Um, it was great. I uh, the whole show was awesome. Um, now really, they only have what two albums? Uh, yeah, maybe some EPs. Um, they, right. and they're all in a box set that just came out recently. Huh. But um, and the, he he you know um he doesn't play a lot. I know he plays some solo shows, but it was just fantastic. Yeah, um, and it just seemed like a celebration. Like, hey, everyone likes us. Yeah, That's so yeah. great. That was awesome. I also saw the Simpsons show. Oh yeah, <laughs> was that fun? It. Uh, I, it was okay. What it, it kind of it, it kind of felt like a scam to me. Like what do you it mean? was really under rehearsed. Oh, like it just felt thrown together. Oh. It was like Hank Azaria was out there just kind of like. What was it? I don't even know what they were. Were they like doing um, scenes from the show? They or? were doing songs from the show. But okay. if you recall, all of the songs there are like a minute, right. or maybe a minute and a half. Right. So they would have like Conan O'Brien come out. And sing the monorail song, which right. is a sixty second long song. But you can't just have Conan O'Brien come out for sixty seconds. So instead they get him to do like ten minutes of bits, non Simpsons related bits. Oh. So everyone was like that. Like John Lovitz, who was really funny, came out and did like ten minutes of material and then sang one minute. One of, minute. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't feel very Simpsons y and it also felt a little tacked together like no one had rehearsed right. all that much. So that was a that was a bit of a bummer, hmm. um, considering I had spent a lot of money on those tickets. Uh, huh. But what what else have you seen? Nothing. That's the I think that's the only concert I've Tom Petty. To. Tom Petty. I I've seen Tom Petty a bunch of times. He's always great. Uh, the crowd is not getting any younger at a Tom Petty. <laughs> They're show. sort of aging up with him. I it was nice because I felt young. <laughs> Which you usually don't at shows. No. Because you're usually, the shows you go to are shows. Yeah, like if I, I'm sure if I went to see, I think I saw Vampire Weekend once. Mm-hmm. I, but if I went to see Vampire Weekend, I would do you feel need some very cl- old. What clues do you need to learn if you saw Vampire <laughs> Weekend or not? No fucking idea. I'm pretty sure I did see them. I saw Vampire Weekend and I was right next to Jude Law. Oh, wow. Did he lay down the law? (laughs) He did. He just laid down in the middle of the crowd. He was like, I'm laying down the law. Get it? We all went, Jude. We don't get it. Hey, Jude, we don't get it. Hey. Oh, man. Boy, good stuff. We got to go to the mail. We got a couple of pieces of mail. That took a lot out of me, that trumpet. Yeah, are you all right? Oh, my gosh. All right, we got a couple of pieces of mail. Keep the mail coming. We got something from Kate Fries. It's it's written like French fries, but it's got to be freeze, right? I guess unless she's awesome and then she pronounces it fries. Yeah. Did I ever tell you, by the way, about my neighbor? <laughs> this is a really funny story. Um, 
<laughs> I, uh, I okay. Do I want to tell this story or not? I don't know. <laughs> okay, my neighbor where I used to live, um, he moved in, and his name—I don't want to say his first name—but his last name was F A G O T. So. Okay. Okay. How do you pronounce it? I that's what I wondered because it got put on the mailbox. Yeah. And it was it was him and his wife. And I was like, how do you pronounce this? I don't want to embarrass God. myself. How do you say this guy's name? Either way you pronounce it, it's bad. <laughs> so I'm, we met the wife first. Yeah. And she said, Hi there, my name is and said her name, Fago. 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 And I went, okay. Oh, that's how it is. Okay. Then I met him yeah. a couple days later, and he stuck out his hand, and he said, Hi there, my name is, his name, Faggot. <laughs> I don't like saying that word, but in this case, it is a story of something that happened to me. And I just thought that was such an interesting disconnect. Like, she had not made she peace. She had altered it. Yeah, because she she was embarrassed by marrying this guy, and he was just like, I am who I am. I don't give a fuck. I'm Edward Faggot. <laughs> Which, by the way, as a sequel to Edward Scissorhands, is not bad. <laughs> a movie called I'm Edward Faggot. I apologize for that word being said on this show. Well, we're saying it in the context of, of someone's name. Um, Kate Fries. Kate, quote, French, unquote, Fries. She wrote a really long letter um, – but uh, really nice. Uh, she runs. She says she can't send us any T-shirts, unfortunately, but she did buy a You Talking You 2 to Me T-shirt from the Earwolf store. And since she traditionally listens to the podcast while running, she'll wear that shirt to one of her next races and take a pic to send on Twitter. That's really nice. She brings up a, a question, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says on the next episode, if we could bring this up, we talk about songs of incontinence. We make a lot of comments about songs that sound like hits. She wonders in today's fragmented music climate, can you two have a legitimate hit? Do they need to? And does it even matter in terms of their legacy? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, they could have a hit. I mean, people have hit songs. It's not like there who's, aren't hits anymore. Who's right? like the oldest person to have a hit song recently? Boy, um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Like, who's who's a legacy artist that they actually they went, would have a hit? They like actually a, went, oh, shit, they actually had a hit. The, the, the oldest ones I can remember were, first of all, U2 with Vertigo. I thought that was kind of one of the oldest. Yeah, that was a big hit. But Aerosmith, when they had Jaded. If oh, you yeah. recall, they sang Jaded at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony because uh-huh. it was a hit and it just had come out. I don't remember that song. Ooh, Jaded. Probably 2000 or so. Let me look it up. Um, but that is like one of the oldest ones I could remember that it was like, oh, wow, Aerosmith had a hit, even though the last hit they had had been like five years earlier or something like that. Well, Coldplay is a different generation, right? Because they yeah. just had a hit, right? Yeah, yeah they did, but it, they're they're definitely like, they're, radio, they're Radiohead imitators, not you, and right. Radiohead are sort of U2 imitators. Right. Uh, Jaded was December 21, 2000. Uh, well, that's 
quite a while ago. Yeah. So I mean, what's I mean, I feel like every breaking wave could be a hit, right? But who's playing any? That's the question. Who's playing any of these songs anywhere? The only time I have ever heard anything from Songs of Innocence was in the Apple commercials, and I actually heard, uh, I heard the miracle of Joey Ramone in a subway. Yeah, I mean, they play it on, like, adult alternative stations and rock stations. Do they? Yeah, I mean, apparently that's what I read. I don't really listen to the radio, but um, I don't know if – I don't think they're playing it on, like, you know, where you, you'll be hearing Taylor Swift and <sighs> all those Get it together, hits. please. Make a point. <laughs> well, that was my point. That, that they're I, not going to play it on pop radio. Top I don't – I mean, I don't think they are, but – I don't, that's why every breaking wave is, you know, they have like Ryan Tedder producing it so it can fit in on one of those. But that's the point. Right? Like back when um, one came out, that was what, a number three or number yeah, two probably, hit? Yeah, Will probably. they ever have a top 40 hit again? I don't know. Adult Alternative, maybe they'll have hits, but I don't even Do know. Do you think that. they'll have a hit like on? I don't think they ever will again. Really? Yeah. I think it's they're done for. Really? Yeah. I don't think they'll, they'll have a hit record. In the but way, like not a big but number not a one song. single. Yeah, never again. Why and why do you think that is? I just think that no, you know, I mean, God, they're they're almost going to be sixty when their yeah. next record comes out. You know, I just yeah. don't see it. Interesting. Is it? No. Okay, <laughs> we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the book. I want to get your insight yeah. into it. Um, we're going to talk about the book, You Two, The Definitive. Did you mark some pages and stuff? Um, just, I kind of came in and I... so they're all sticky. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, I did because I just have mine on my iPad. Not to brag, I have an iPad. and mm-hmm. I So my when my iPad's all covered with cum, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it doesn't mark a page. All right, we'll be right back and we'll talk more about cum. That's a fitting intro to this song, isn't it? (laughs) Speaking of every breaking wave. Hey, everyone. This episode of You Talking You Took to Me is brought to you by Loot Crate. Hello, Loot Crate. You've heard about Loot Crate if you have been listening to Comedy Bang Bang. Loot Crate, what is it? It's a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. That's right. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Now, I've heard from people who have signed up for this. It's a pretty good deal. They've been pretty happy, I got to say. Loot Crate is, it's like a friend who knows what you love and then surprises you with an awesome present every month. And this month is all about the spooky, creepy, and scary parts of your favorite geek and gaming franchises. October's Crate includes another awesome shirt, as well as the recently confirmed exclusive Walking Dead and Capcom items. They're not just celebrating zombies this month, but a variety of creatures that bring fear to the hearts of men. Don't miss out. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe. 
and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. No more of that particular crate. Make sure you go over to lootcrate.com slash Bono, the lead singer of U2, and enter code Bono, the lead singer of U2, and you will save 10% on any new subscription. They ship to over nine countries with more info on their site. Look, Loot Crate guarantees a $40 value at least in every crate, and sometimes it is a lot more. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, Legend of Zelda, many, many more. Go head on over to LootCrate.com slash Bono. Enter that code Bono. You'll save 10% on any new subscription. Oh, welcome back to you talking you two to me. Scott and Scott. Scott and Scott. Late at night. Late at night. Testing your patience. Testing your patience. <laughs> Which in a hospital is not such a bad thing no, for a doctor to, to do. Test every single patient. A lot of tests. Um Welcome back. We're talking about Songs of Innocence, this entire show, the physical release with uh, how many bonus tracks? Like 10, 10 bonus 10. tracks. Can I see that CD again? I just yeah. want to see what the songs are. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, Should we go through the, the- No, let's talk about the book first. Oh, okay. So I think this book is terrible. It's a piece of shit. It's a piece of garbage. I didn't know what you thought about it. You kind of checked in with me. First of all, okay, yes, you gave me this. I just sent you the iTunes version of it. But, but I mean, yeah. I thought, like, I was excited for this book to kick You out. have been talking about this book. I know. Forever. Like Months ago, you sent me the pre-sale link to it. Like, look, the, I look did. what the fuck is coming out? But I just because it was like the unauthorized biography, it'll have all this dirt in it. And I just thought it'll be so interesting to hear all the behind the scenes. Uh, Look, shit. I like scenes just as much as the next guy. But even better than scenes. What the fuck is behind those scenes? I want to see the other side. Demolish that fourth wall. Get behind the <laughs> scene and look around and tell me about it. I wish that on happy days... When we were at Al's. Right. I just want to get behind that I place. I want to go behind Al's. I want to get back alley Sally style. See what, back alley Sally style. <laughs> just to see that dumpster. So, but this book is fucking bullshit. It's, it's what, okay. It's so boring, first of all. It's so boring. There is no narrative uh, drive to any it's just a list of facts yeah okay and hearsay it goes back and forth from two things just a list of things anyone could fucking look up on the internet right it's just a bunch of quotes from like spin magazine yeah and this happened and then this happened then they sold this amount of records and then they right. they got this guy to produce their record it literally was just like reading the internet a, right. a really long it's like wikipedia a wiki thing. it's a wikipedia page basically but then they also mix in just because it was almost it was like a jolt every once in a while because you'd be reading this long list of facts and then you'd read something like 
And Larry was so pissed at Bono that he decided he'd never talk to him again. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? I was just reading all these. There's that unsubstantiated one. Unsubstantiated rumor. It's ridiculous. There's this, the one chapter on the Joshua Tree Tour. He has one source mm-hmm. that he uses for all this gossip, and it's the stylist <laughs> yeah. that was apparently on the road with them. Right. And this stylist the chapter is basically one long quote from this one woman who is pissed at them yeah who just tells these ridiculous stories <laughs> they're really funny like bono sees larry after a, a concert they're all taking a shower at, at <laughs> yeah. the stadium right. and he sees larry putting on his underwear and it's the underwear that Bono has, and he gets mad that Larry bought the same kind of underwear <laughs> yeah. that he had. So they start wrestling <laughs> yes. nude in the shower while the Edge and Adam are also naked, just watching them wrestle and fight. Yeah. So you'll get a story. Like, wh- what the fuck is that? You'll get a story like that right Which after is a probably bunch of- just not true. And if it is, make the whole book that. Right, or lead up to that story with some sort of narrative drive. So yeah, that of like, is- they would fight a lot. Do a whole chapter on they would fight a lot and then talk about all their fights. But it really was like the chapter would be the unforgettable fire, and then it was like a long laundry list of things, and then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, in the showers, they wrestled naked. It's, it's so stupid. It's so weird. And What's then the, Who's the guy that wrote it? John Jobling. How did he get this published? It's so weird. Uh, by the way, he's probably a fan of this show, undoubtedly. I'm if he's, sure. you know, he probably got a lot of his information from it, probably such as band member names. <laughs> you know what? That it actually reminded me of when we um, were Bono and the Edge backstage at Zoo TV. Remember when we were when you were the Edge and I was Bono? Oh yeah, yeah. And just, that was as substantive <laughs> as uh, this book. And then it. It kind of runs out of steam. What's really weird is it's just facts, 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 and then it gets to the end of um, – fuck, I'm blanking on their last record, what, what it was called, the previous – No Line on the yeah, Horizon. Yeah, no, it goes to no, no Line on the Horizon kind of runs out of plot. Yeah. And then just goes into rumor for the last chapter, right. basically, just about how Larry's quitting the band soon. No closure on that. It nope. just brings it up just all, this, all of – the. All of a sudden, by the way, sorry, everyone, um, and says, oh, by the way, Larry decided to give the band two more years. Right. uh, And then he's going to quit. No follow up on that. Right. No, like. No source. No source and nothing of saying, well, he changed his mind. Right. Just that's hanging out there at a certain point. Right. (laughs) And but then it just gets into basically their big, long lawsuit with that stylist and how they tried to bury her. And how... Oh, wait, they got sued by her? I just jumped around. I didn't oh, okay. read the whole book. Well, yeah, they... they No, they sued her and basically, like, put her in the poorhouse because she wrote a book. Um, and oh. they didn't sue her for the book. They sued her for some uh, costumes that she had that they... That she said, well, you gave these to me. And they said, we would never give you these things. And Bono went and testified um, really, and then admitted in the test the testimony that um, they were all pissed at her for writing this book. 
So basically, she had no money, and they won the lawsuit, and she's in she's kind of in the poorhouse, and so she's the source for all those ridiculous. Yeah, stories. exactly. Jesus. So, but it kind of ends on it ends on that, and it ends with Bono with all of his band members being pissed at him for basically giving his whole life over to politics, right? And which is so. Boring, and you can kind yeah. of get that from any article that's not like yeah. And it doesn't really go into his whole like buying the 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 capital. What is that the thing that he bought? The, the elevation ele- capital. Yeah, thing. elevation yeah. capital. It no. doesn't really go into that, but it does kind of go into. It doesn't seem like he likes Paul McGinnis very much. No, he kind of goes after him. He keeps talking about him like a bruiser, or you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just terrible. It's just a shitty, shitty book. And I was, I, I thought it was going to be. Like, can I see it? Yeah, I guess so. I thought it was going to be sort of like William Goldman, <laughs> <laughs> William Goldman's Lennon book, or something right. like something, or or Kitty Kelly's Sinatra book, something yes. that at least has some dirt in it and is entertaining. And it just it what's was, the who published it? Like St. Martin's Press. Like it's an actual yeah. It's terrible, and even the cover is. It says you two, and the you and the two are made of photos from their career. And there's two photos from Zoo TV. There's two photos from the same photo session for the uh, around boy era. Two and two, Chuck Woolery. Like even in on the cover, they don't span the entire career. It's like oh, almost yeah. identical. Like it's just so haphazardly and shittily done. <laughs> So don't get this book. Certainly don't buy three copies like we did. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Jesus. John Jobling is a British film and music journalist. Um, he has, over the years, he's interviewed such personalities as Gillian Anderson, Mick, what? Mick Mankind Foley. Who? And Karen O. So he's interviewed three people, one of whom no one My has ever heard of? God. And one who was in the X-Files a million years ago? Jesus. John Jobling. Suck my dick. I mean... In a good way. It is embarrassing. It's a pretty embarrassing book. If, you, if you're a fan, by the way, we apologize. And hey, we put about... What would you say, about $70 in your coffers? We really did. <laughs> so, I personally purchased two copies. <laughs> I personally purchased your one. Your copy cost twenty six ninety nine. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Gee whiz. Terrible. Um, just awful. Yeah, a piece of garbage. Yeah, it literally is a piece of garbage because I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. It's, Unless there, who out there wants this book? You know, we could- uh, we, we could, should sign it we for should, someone. Yeah, we should sign it. Um, we should have a contest. Yeah. What do you want the contest to be? Um, whoever uh, the object of the contest would be to win this to win book. this book, and okay. we'll send them the book. Yeah. Okay. And it'll and we'll autograph it, and we'll get all of the members of U two to autograph it. Okay. How about um, once this and engineer Cody Cody will autograph it as well. How's that? If he can get there in time for the autograph session. Once this episode dropes. <laughs> sure. Which will be in a matter of hours, I believe. Oh, is it droping tomorrow? I believe so. The first person to tweet us a photo of them 
what 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 do we need them to do in the photo? Why are you po- pointing at me? Because yeah, I want you to. <laughs> okay, tell you what. The first person to tweet us with a picture of them in their "You Talking You Two to Me" T-shirts. Well, that's kind of not fair because some people got them late. Tell you what. First person just to tweet us a picture of them with a sign that says, "Give me the book." I love pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll get the book. <laughs> but just to make it fair, um also it can also say it it, it can also say um I lo- I love dongs. Like if you're sure. not, you know, if you're not into pussy, we got Right. It. I love dongs. I love dongs. Give me the book, I love pussy or I love dongs. You get this book. You'll get the, and the first person to tweet both of us. Yeah. You got to tag both of us. You yeah, got to tag, tag Scott Ackerman and who are you, Mister Adam Scott? Yeah, and um, it'll be signed by me, Scott, and Cody, Engineer Cody, Cody, and Edge, Fed Bonobos, <laughs> yeah. Adam Clay, two thousand pounds, and Larry Mullen, senior son. Yeah, yep. We'll get it out to you. All right, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we will be talking exclusively about Songs of Innocence, and we'll be going track by track of all of the bonus. Uh, songs and a reminder to you if you're turning this podcast off right now comedy bang bang back on friday nights ifc 11 p.m we will be right back Listen to Adam scratching his beard into the into the mic. Go ahead, do it again. Can you hear that? Yeah, here, do it. Do it one. There it is. Yep. Welcome back. You talking? You two to me, and this is the Songs of Innocence physical release special. And um, it's it's been a while. It's been a month. Kind of month. It's been a month since it came out. A lot has happened. Yeah, like. Crazy uh, backlash to the album. Yeah, um, people were they're, they're not so, stoked. No, there. So many times I wished we were recording because I had so many thoughts as it was all going on. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like every day you'd get a new thought. <laughs> Congrats! One thought at least three times a, a week. Uh, what did you think of all that? Because people really. Freaked out. It was in the media, the lamestream media. Oh, man. Boy. Tell me about the left media. Oh, boy. They they picked up on this stuff. Here's what I got to say, though. I think that they, you know, there's sort of a pile-on mentality these days with media stories. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think everything is clickbait now. So I think, you know, what – what is sexier and what's going to get clicks uh, saying, hey, a couple of people don't like U2's right. record or saying people freak out at U2? Yeah, I remember the day it was released, Vulture had uh, a headline that you needed to click on to read the, the article that said, everyone is mad at U2. Yeah, I, I can't stand that kind of stuff. So I was trying to just kind of realistically gauge the backlash. Right. It seemed like there was a lot of backlash from young, kind of hip, hipster, 
right. music websites, websites that I frequent that I like, Pitchfork or Stereo Gum or, or the yeah. like. It seemed like there was a lot of backlash from them saying everyone hates it. Right. But what? who do they represent? Well, it was interesting because journalists, music journalists and critics that I respect, like Pitchfork and the guy that writes for New Yorker, mm-hmm. I thought I thought the Pitchfork review of the album was kind of uh, embarrassing a little bit. Like yeah. it, it, it read like a parody of a Pitchfork review. And it read like the person had listened to it once and really just thought about the backlash. They were mostly reviewing the release. The release, yeah. And like what's interesting, Adam, is that – and god damn it, Adam, I got to tell you this – is that <laughs> please please do <laughs> is that people were writing me and by the way my name is Scott oh sorry Scott people were writing me and presumably you saying it's weird that we were the only people who gave this record a fair shake and reviewed it in an interesting manner and actually reviewed the music. Right. We talked about it on the last show don't review the release strategy release the music. Right. And people were saying uh, I, I do have to say, I, it's gratifying to hear that a lot of people have written to us and said, you know what, I wouldn't have listened to the record, right? but you guys went through it track by track and convinced me to listen to it, and I like it. Right. It's it, it, it's 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 good. It's Did you good. read the New Yorker review? I didn't read it. Tell me about it. It's, um, it's incredibly harsh. Mm-hmm. Again, it's mostly about the gall that they had to release it in the way that they did. And uh, Sasha Jones, Sasha um, Baron Cohen, my wife. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his middle name, so I won't try. Fuckface. Yeah, Sasha <laughs> Fuckface. No, I mean he's a great music critic, but his the review is like really um, ridiculous. And again, yeah. it's mostly about the gall that they had to release it, and the fact that Joey Ramone's name is in the title of the song seems to really offend. Well, I mean, I think Jake Fogelnest, um, who's an internet wise-ass, um, <laughs> I think he was making jokes about, you know, uh, how you know the how upset the Ramones would be or something like that. But look, my, I mean, the thing is, is I think it's, as Bob Odenkirk told me once when, when a, there was a Bad Mr. Show review, you know, he was saying every, every person writing a story needs an angle. And you can't just write something. You need you need an angle, and you need like this is what the article is about. And I think that that you two made it easy on writers for yeah, the angle, for sure. F- of just like look how obnoxious they are. Look look how stupid this was that everyone got this. A few people are upset about it, so everyone is upset right. about it, and no one gave it a fair shake. Now I think that who is actually really upset about this. I think it's a small minority of people and it got blown up. Well, I think also if you're ambivalent about it, but then you hear that people saying people it's are obnoxious. Upset, you, like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. This yeah. is I think that it's a little you know, you you get people are really quick to get fired up about really for a dumb, day. stupid yeah. small things. But I, at the same time, I have to say if I was 22 and someone God, I wish an, you were, put an, by the way. Put an Eagles God, album. God, a 22-year-old oh, yeah, 20, Adam Scott. 22-year-old. fucking prime beef right, right. there. Yeah. You, you could just 
Oh, do and I could do Lick anything. Your spoon, my friend. I could just do anything I wanted to you. Well, is I that, don't know about that. Okay, so so what is this hypothetical situation? If you were twenty two and I and I had just the ability to like tie you up and do anything I wanted to, Jesus you, Christ! What? What? Why? Why are you just? Is that what the situation is? You is think I, you could just tie me up and do anything you wanted to me? Yeah, just I because mean, I'm twenty two years old. Sure. Who do you I mean, think you're not twenty three yet? That's true. I'm not the legal age 23 yet. Wait, you everyone knows when you turn 23, other people can no longer do anything they want no, to. No, you. you then all of your rights yes kind of revert activate. back to yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, but if you were 22 and someone put an Eagles record into right. your iTunes, you could you know, I could see myself getting way more upset than is than is yeah logically yeah meanwhile 20 years later you'd probably go i wish i had that eagles record that i deleted (laughs) right right but at the same time i saw a lot of ridiculous like complaints of people i I saw one i don't know if it was a tweet um that tagged me for some reason or if it was a comment somewhere someone just saying i have spent years carefully curating my itunes library and and um, it's just the general attitude of you shouldn't use the word curate, first of all, <laughs> if you don't work at the Met. Um, but also, I do get it, too. Like It is obnoxious, but— It is, but at the same time, it's not—people were acting as if their rights were being infringed yeah. upon. And when you agree to <laughs> iTunes— To and, automatically download any— Anything, but also uh, that just the contract you're yeah. signing when you press agree, yeah, that no one reads, yeah. right? Well, so I get people getting upset, but I think it got really, really stupid, and people saying it's creepy, right? Well, no, it's not. No. You have an iTunes account. You're the creep. It's kind of but stupid. You know what I thought was interesting is I was reading all these think pieces as they say, about you right. too and about uh, about how wrong it is and about how everyone is mad at it. Right. And then I go on to, uh, you know, you look at the charts and all of u two's records, all of their back catalog has shot up the charts. Right. Oh, everyone hates this so much that they're all buying their records. Right. No, it worked. It worked for a large, large number of people, people who aren't reading these younger websites. Oh, I think the... What they were setting out to do 100% worked because, I mean, first of all, there's that website that the Tumblr that somebody put together with which was called What Is You Too or whatever. Oh, yeah, it was which a, was a, comp, a compilation of <laughs> tweets of people complaining about it. Saying, and basically, and a lot of people sent this to us. They're saying, what is U2 and why is it in my iTunes? Exactly. Thing? Which just goes to prove that no matter how huge something is, a large Part of the population of the world has no idea what it is. Right. But at the same time, guess who's now heard of you too? Yeah. All of those people. All of those people. And so, even if they've deleted it, they now know what U2 is. And next time they see it in a store, I might go, exactly. oh, there, that's that thing I've heard of. So mission accomplished, I think. Mm-hmm. Mission impossible, I think. Which Larry Mullen and uh, Yes, Adam that's Clayton. what I'm trying oh to say. Oh, my God. They did the theme song, too. Um which I've heard complaints that we never mentioned on the show before. Look, we'll do a whole special on Mission Impossible oh, yeah, we will. and uh By the way, I think we should uh 
do a word-for-word recreation of our Spider-Man episode. <laughs> okay, good. So, so we'll read a transcript of it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do think that, uh, I mean, what, what is it? 81 million people have listened to the album. 26 million people have downloaded it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did successfully cut through the noise and get their record out there. What they right? didn't do Isn't is- not that all they were trying to do? In the press and in the court of public opinion, supposedly, which is a bunch of you know people on the internet kind of being snarky, it was a public relations disaster. Right. So much so- Do you think it was a disaster? I think it was in the sense of so many people piled on about it yeah. that it became, I believe, sort of depressing for Bono and depressing for the U2 camp of like, oh boy, that didn't work out the yeah. way. No matter what the good that we're not hearing about it yeah. is, it it seems like, fuck, what I do mean, we I'm sure they were, they were uh, anticipating some sort of backlash. I don't think so. I think that they were thinking people would go, Free record? Awesome. Like, you know how they gave away Invisible for free? Yeah. And only a certain amount of people actually downloaded it. This is them going like, who's going to complain at a free record? This time we'll just make sure it gets to everybody. And in their minds, it was like, who who in the fuck would ever complain about a free record? I doubt it. I bet that they knew that taking- dismiss what I have to say. Taking that extra step and inserting it into people's collections- was going to some people weren't going to like that but I'm sure that they thought even that could feed the story but they probably just didn't I, anticipate that it would be have so much negative I hope we get to ask him that yeah when he comes on the show because I I honestly believe that he just was like everyone's going to love this yeah maybe think, and now that the now that um it's sort of backfired on them I think I think and you sent me an interesting Q&A question and answer. Question and answer is what Q&A stands for. From the band Hugh 2. Yeah. On All four members were there. All four members. Who were they? Uh, Bonobos. Bonobos, of course. Fedge. Fedge. Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds? Yep. And Larry Mullen, senior son. Right. All four of them participated in this. Was it for a website? Was it for the Facebook.com? Facebook.com. The Facebook.com. Which is a, uh, a social media website. Mm-hmm. And um, they participated in this Q&A, and someone sent in a Q, which they in turn had to A mm-hmm. by the compact of the Q and A. Mm-hmm. And it said something to the effect of, hey, will you stop – sending people albums and putting them yeah. in their iTunes. It's really annoying. It's really rude. It's really rude. Rude. <laughs> rude. Guys, get your fucking priorities straight. Rude. I mean, rude is like a telemarketer. Or ca- someone taking a shit on your face. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. super rude. That's super rude. I would always wonder when telemarketers would call and people go, not during dinner. How the fuck am I supposed to know when you eat? Last night, a telemarketer called my house at 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And I, and they said, they started their spiel and I said, excuse me, please don't call here. And the woman said, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you so fucking special? And then you for, can't a, be called. for a second, I felt like I had called her. <laughs> Just what little. was she selling? I don't know because then she hung up on me. What? Yeah. Yes, fucking. Um, 
I tell ya. But anyway, Bonobos responded sheepishly. Yeah. That he was sorry yeah. about the whole thing. And that in their verve and sort of hubris and concern that they spent so much time on this record and no one would listen to it, they went overboard. Yeah. And, you know, sorry is basically what he said. I think it was effective because I saw that everywhere today. Yeah, Bono, Bono apologizes. apologizes. Yeah. Boy, the news cycle, huh? Hey, we live in a fast, fast age, Scott. Mm-hmm. Information. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I No. Me neither. Well, anyway, they're, they're uh, contrite. What do you think the lasting effect? Because they're going to be asked about this in every interview for the rest of their career. And right? the rest of their lives, I think, on their deathbeds. Some yep. will go, hey, what the fuck was up with that? And they'll be thing. like, the body farts when it dies. But do you think this was a huge blow to their career? Or do you think overall the good will outweigh the bad? If Chris Brown can beat the shit out of Rihanna yeah. and three years later everyone's fine with him. Like, do you think when they go on tour, it will have any? Do you think we're going to see like no. arenas not full no. because of no. this? This will this will be fine. They'll be fine. If anything, I think it's made them more popular. Yeah, if it, it's definitely better than if they had released a record and no one bought it and no one talked about it. Right. No, there's no press like bad press. What is that? There's, there's no, no such thing as is uh, show business. Is there's no such thing as show business. Right. Show business is a myth. Yeah, there it is. I think they'll be fine. Are you looking forward to them being on tour? And are we going to bro out there? I'm looking forward to doing a recording a special episode yes. of this program at a U2 show. Oh, I cannot wait. When do you think it is? There is there are there I think rumors? they start next summer. Oh, that's good for me. Okay, I'll, I won't be taping oh, the show I'm anymore. I'm so glad it's good Jesus for you. Fucking Christ. Okay, so worst. How has the album been sitting with you, Scott? I know you're a busy man. I have been taping the show. The last episode we taped was the first day we started taping the show. It was the very first day of our shooting schedule. Which was a little more than a month ago. And we have since been shooting every single day until I had to go to New York. Yeah, I've been working too, but... On the way to work, I you, you can listen to things in your car. On the way, okay, it takes me 15 minutes to get to work. What That's am I supposed what, to listen three to? three songs? Maybe. Maybe three songs? But I have to stop and take a shit every five minutes. Right, I forgot about that. So um, I haven't listened to it as much, but I, I have to say, I still like it. Okay, a lot of people were saying to me, let's play a little bit of um, Raised by Wolves, by the way, still the best song on the record. A lot of people were saying to me that they were making fun of me saying that it had too much new car smell on it when I declared it to be better than Zuropa. Okay. And even you were a little dubious about that. Well, I just thought it was a little early to... Too early to I would say say now that, yeah, I think it might be better. You think it might be better than Zuropa? Yeah. I think I was high. Oh, you don't I don't think it's better than Zuroka. Okay. It's still it's still a couple of dodgy aspects to it that I just think it's their best collection of songs in a long time. It's just a long time. They're all straightforward pop songs mm-hmm. and I just, I really like that it's just sort of no frills great song. You hate frills. Yeah. Tonight Wait, you wanted I'm against them. frills. Wait, you wanted them with Tom Petty. I wanted more frills with 
What is the right amount Thomas of frills Petty. for you? Tonight, I don't want you two to, to have the frills. <laughs> for real? For real. <laughs> um, I think it's probably not as good as Zuropa, but it's it's that's it's the better. only one that I that I in my def- ranking definitely better than uh, than No Line on the Horizon. Definitely better than that. Yeah. Way better than How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. I'm so sorry to say yeah. your either favorite record or your fourth favorite. We'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Larry Mullen Jr. in an interview the other day came out and. Talked a Came lot out? Of, talked a lot of shit about No Line on the Horizon. Did he? What did he say? He said it was not fun to make, that the record is a mess. It is. And uh, and the songs weren't there. But can yeah. you imagine like feeling that way about an album and then knowing then you have to, to tour go for, two for two years? years. Yeah. That must be so fucking depressing. The one thing I do have to say in that book that we read, that piece of shit that yeah. one of you can win – um, that it did say what we suspected, which is that record. There's a good version of it out there, yeah. But all this, all of a sudden, um, Bono decided to record those three shitty songs in the middle of it, right? Get on your bo- because he felt like there wasn't going to be a, a single that went yeah. to the top of the charts, so he recorded "Get on Your Goddamn Boots," "Get on Your Boots," stand up comedy, comedy, and uh, I'll go crazy if, if I, I don't, don't go, go crazy, crazy tonight. tonight. <laughs> Two of those songs I like. I actually like despite their dumb titles. Yeah. But get on your boots. Is it will there ever be a worse song ever written? Now Campdown Races is not a good song, but I could probably listen to it more than Get On Your Boots. I still think I like the chorus for Get On Your Boots. Get on your boots. No, not that. The I like the yeah. That's more of an intro though. Yeah. I, do, I don't like the da, 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 dun, 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 no. dun, dun, and I don't like yeah. Oh, that's what I like. I like that. I, but I wish it was in a different different song. song yeah. Um. So wait. So how do you like this record though? I like it a lot. I think uh, I kind of feel the same. You know what's really grown on me on this is Cedarwood Road. Now you said that you hated that title on our last episode. You I were, did. You were like you were very dubious about it and said, "Oh, oh. boy, uh, here we go." And and now let's hear a little bit of Cedarwood Road. Um, here it is, right here. It's a really good song, and I think it on disc two. If we're talking about that, we yet, will be. Yeah. In the acoustic sessions, they do a version of Cedarwood Road, and I think it transfers very well over to, you know, the acoustic version. This is Cedarwood Road, a song that has grown on Scott. It, has it grown on you, Scott? Let's hear a little bit more of it. Okay, I will. I do have an opinion on this because in the acoustic version, I will say I'm we not barely a, got to hear any okay. of that. All right, all right. All right. But I want to make a point before it moves on from this section because people are listening to this. I just, in general, am not a big fan of this style of guitar lick. It's Why? Too, it's I don't. It's too bluesy to me, or it's too simple, or I just it's don't. not really bluesy. You mean just like generic, rock, generic rock? Generic. Yeah, yeah. I just think it sounds good. Oh. But then it changes. It doesn't stick with this for me. No, yeah, but it, uh, this part of the song. I like that. Break. I was running 
I also I when I was younger and in a band, my friend and I uh, made fun of any band that started a lyric with "I was going down the road," right? Or like, or traveling down the road, right. or just any road imagery. Right. I I made fun of a lot. So, but but yeah, it's cool that you like it. <laughs> Um, Sleep Like a Baby Tonight, I'm still not into. But I like it. The the rest of it, song 10 is my favorite song on the album. This is, Really? This is where you can yeah. reach me now? Wait, this is Raised by Wolves. Where is it? Here we go. No, wait. This is track six. No, this is track 10. Oh, it is? Yeah. And it's funny because this and Invisible have the ex- are about the exact same thing. What are they? About? Just like saying fuck you to your dad and joining a band. I why would I say that to my dad? Because you need to if you want to join a band, you have to say fuck you to your dad. Every single person who's been in a band has said fuck you to their dad. Scott, is this new information for you? What? Come on. Re- you don't say, really? Yeah, don't let that song play. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't turn it down. <laughs> Mr. Meister on the boards decided we should oh, fade it out. Mr. Uh, Mr. American Horror Story over there. <laughs> Sorry, American. to eat, eat into your Ryan Murphy time. <laughs> uh, how about you? What? 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 what American song? Horror Story. Bitchcraft over here. <laughs> what what songs are are marinating well? With I you? love Raised by Wolves. I think it's so good. Yeah, it is good. Um, I will say the miracle the miracle of Joey Ramone. I heard it in that subway, and yeah. I was like singing along. I was like, "What song is this?" And then I realized it was the U two. Yeah. And every time I hear it on the Apple commercial, uh, I think it's I think it's good. Yeah. I, I weirdly I just did not like it as the single because. Because of this part of it, the that part. No, not this. Actually, I like this with the adamant kind of sticks. Yeah, it's uh, it's the the main guitar hook. I kind of thought was too simplistic. Uh-huh. This part. I guess right. I thought it was a little how to dismantle an atomic bomb uh-huh. in a way yeah. but but I tell you the chorus is really good yeah I agree yeah um, I think every- Raised by Wolves is actually the only song that doesn't uh, really transfer well to the acoustic session yeah let's you know what let's talk about the the bonus uh, the bonus stuff yeah okay so is this Lucifer's hands this Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, okay. Lucifer's Hand, let's go to it. This is the first track on the bonus CD. Mm -hmm. Now, the bonus CD is made up of two new songs. Then it has uh, one, two, three, four, five, technically six acoustic versions of songs from from the record. An alternative version of another song, and then a different mix of one of the different songs. So and let's then hit. a new mix of Invisible. Yeah. So as a hidden track, which we should talk about when it comes out. But let's let's hear one of the two new songs 
and let's get the patented Scott and Scott take on it. This is Lucifer's Hands. side to me i think it's terrible you do yeah, i kind of like the chorus it sounds a little like a black rebel motorcycle club song uh-huh. to me or like or like a, a modern cult song the cult i mean it sounds like a b-side for a youtube b-side from like 1992 yeah it also has no like as far as Wait, i can let's tell hear this, the chorus okay sorry you really got a hold on me Lucifer's yeah, I mean, it's kind of catchy. It's just not that interesting. It's not interesting. It, it also has no lyrical cohesion, no. as far as I can tell, with the rest of the record. Like, no. what does it have in common with this Songs of Innocence? We talked not a lot. Like, of, that's probably why they didn't put it on there, though, right? But it's on there in terms of a bonus disc. Yeah, which doesn't really count as part of the album. But it sort of does. I mean, it's, in, you know, like, why not just put out a B-Sides record? It's it's because on they this, needed a reason to but that's my, sell the that's physical. my point. It doesn't have anything to do with songs of innocence. So why is it even you know just put out a a b sides? I don't know. Well, that's why they didn't put it on the album is because it's thematically but it's on different. the album. No, it's not. It's on the bonus disc f- that you can buy as an option. As an option. Yeah, they, you can buy just the regular album, or you could get the two disc special edition that has this all this stuff on it. I know, but it's it to me to me. I don't know. All right, here's, I understand it's not great. It's not great, but here let's hear the second new song, the Crystal Ballroom. By the way, I think putting that song first, Lucifer's Hands, was meant to like shake you up and go, "This is a rocker." Right. Mission not accomplished. All right, here is the Crystal Ballroom. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little like Rock the Casbah, a little yeah, bit. a little Duran Duran, maybe? Yeah. Life begins with the first glance, the first kiss, and the first dance. Bells ring? Yeah, heart bells. <laughs> I kind of like this. Let's hear the chorus. Ooh, I like that. I like the chorus. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
The only thing I would say is without really knowing what the lyrics are about, I again don't know that it really fits in lyrically to what they were trying to do, but I, I definitely think it's an okay song. Yeah. It's 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 okay. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's good. But it's 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 yeah. not as strong as the album. Yeah. If they made a whole record that sounded like that, like almost like Duran Duran's most recent record where it was like a throwback to the the Rio sound, uh-huh. it would be interesting. And you I, would kind of go, oh, that's not the great, that's not a single, but it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like they're saving the the best stuff for that songs of experience that they say they're going to put out. Well, uh, that's what I want to talk about because, um, you know, I, I I downloaded this stuff and I saw Sleep Like a Baby Tonight, which is the last song on this bonus disc, was 10 minutes and 28 seconds. Right. And I went, oh, wow. They, and this is an alternative mix. I was like, oh, it's like a long dance mix, like right. what they put out for pop. Right. I was surprised it faded out, you know, four minutes in or right. five minutes in. And I was saying, what is going on? And they put Invisible on as a bonus track. Right. And I was stunned. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate it when you get stunned. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about this, and I, I almost went into it last episode, but I thought, I had assumed they were saving Invisible for Songs of Experience, which uh, we talked about last time is their next record, right. supposedly. The flip side to Songs of Innocence, where right. it's, I had assumed they were like, that's a great song, but it doesn't belong thematically with yeah. this record. Let's put it on the next one. They've relegated it to a hidden bonus track on the bonus disc of their record. But they had already given it out. Everyone who wants it already has it. Who gives a shit? Make it the, it's such a good song. Make it track one instead of Lucifer's Hands. Yeah. I mean, but everyone already knows it. And But it, I was expecting it to be a totally different version if they were going to put it out again. May, I don't know. I mean, it's a great song. I Yeah, I really like it. And they're basically burying it in their history. Literally burying it in their history. Well, I don't know that they're literally Well, it's buried it. within a I mean, boring mix of It's not literally song. buried. It's it's hidden. I mean, it's not even literally hidden. It's just, it, it exists. No, it's buried under the dirt of Sleep Like a Baby Tonight. <laughs> But I, I just – and someone wrote to me and said, you're right. Anything that they feel is a failure. Yeah, maybe so. They just say – they write it out of their history and their revisionist history. It's like, no, no, that we didn't mean for that to be a big yeah. hit single. We, that's just a hidden track. It's not even listed anywhere in these no. minor notes here. It's just- it's. So infuriating because I think that's one of the best songs that they put out. And I like this mix of it too. It's a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And um, now, what about the acoustic sessions? What did you think of that? I think that they are musically really interesting. They do they do acoustic se- sessions of every breaking wave, California without Santa Barbara, by the way. Thank right. you. Right. Raised by Wolves, Cedarwood Road, Song for Someone. And they do what they call a busker version of the Miracle of Joey Ramone, although I think it's just an acoustic version. Yeah, but just, I don't know they, why they call it that. I don't know. They're fucking weird. Um, I think musically they're actually really interesting. They even have string sections on Song for Someone. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they sound good, and some of these could be um, alternative versions that could have been played a la, say, the acoustic version of Everlong that the Foo Fighters put yeah. out. 
But the one thing I would say about it is Bono, uh, his voice, I wish, I wish they would had done like professional vocal tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. I think but he sounds good on these. He's, it's pretty obviously like a live recording. Right. He's kind of all over the place. Uh-huh. Like, it's not bad. I think he sounds good, but it's obviously a live recording. It's not something that he perfected. Right, right, right. It's like he's he's kind of, you know, just singing it live. But I heard him say that the reason they did the acoustic sessions is just to show that these are- Songs are, are, are good songs. Yeah, that they're just straight, because usually a U2 song, you can't really- pick up an acoustic guitar and just play unless it's mm-hmm. like Angel of Harlem. By the way, let the record show that Adam just strummed <laughs> an did. invisible guitar. Just in case you didn't know what I meant by <laughs> play an acoustic guitar. Um so I think that's, you know, they just wanted to show that these are really straightforward, you know. Let's pop hear songs song for someone because I, I think that's such a, a good song and with the strings it sounds really And they're good. outperforming these promotionally right now mm-hmm. like this, like in the acoustic sessions. There's a bunch of these performances on face not spoiled by beauty. I have some scars from where I've been. You got eyes that can see. I kinda like that it sounds rough a little bit. I'm not afraid of anything they've seen. I was told that I would feel nothing. Is that what you mean? Like just slightly off where I kinda go, you know what? If you had like I, I guess I, th- what it is is, hey, we did these songs live right. and we we recorded them straight to tape. I kind of think the arrangements are so good. Just get into the studio and make right. a make an acoustic version of these. Right. It, it's a little like, hey, spend two more days on it. Yeah, to me and perfect it. But I, but I like them. Yeah. Um. Now, what about the truck? I really like the California, the version of California. Yeah, let's hear that because it's without the Barbara Santa Barbara that seems to uh, irritate. No, more more people than me. A lot of people have written me about it. Name them. Name every single one of them. Joe Biden. Oh, shit. This sounds really good. I I, I would almost prefer this... To the Barbara Santa Barbara version, yeah. if the vocal were, you know, a little bit better. Let's hear the vocal. Loop. California, where no cars go. Then we fell into the shining sea. The weight no, that drags your heart down. No cars go. Well, it does kind of sound like that, huh? Which is here. I don't zoom Watching you cry like a baby California On a dawn you said would never come But it did Like it always does Those horns sound cool Yeah Are they real horns? Hi the guests Yeah they are <laughs> I, I I doubt. I bet that I bet it's a keyboard, but it sounded cool. No, it says horns. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh wow, who's doing them? Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. Na- Nate Walcott, Sean Billings, David Moyer, and Adam Schrader. Hey guys, great job. Bet you'd never thought you'd hear your name on a podcast said by two celebrities. Adam Schrader, or it might be Schroeder. He spells it like John Schrader. Maybe John just pronounces him his weird. <laughs> I think he does. 
So th- yeah, that's one of the more successful ones, I have to say. Yeah, the only one that's not that doesn't really sound suited, it, I, I think, is "Raised by Wolves." Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that because that's my favorite song on the record. But let's hear the acoustic version. This is a little like a dude at a party. Yeah. Face down on a broken street There's a man in the corner in a pool of misery I'm in a a white van as a red sea covers the ground Metal crash, I can't tell what it is But I take a look, and now I'm sorry I did 5.30 on a Friday night 33 good people cut down piano. This reminds me of like something on War too, like New Year's Day or something. Oh, for sure. Sounds Especially so the studio version. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Face Those horns? On a pillow of shame. Some girls with a needle trying to spell my Oh, I have a question. What do you oh, think of the album me. cover? Oh, we haven't talked about that. That was released since our um, last episode. And if you haven't seen it, it's basically Larry Mullen Sr.'s son hugging his son around the waist. Um, and I I got to say, when I first saw it, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it was a little like boy. You know what I was thinking about, though, is I, I – would it have been cool to – to have it just be the kid from Boy and War, but yeah. as as old as he is now, yeah, since it it's been. kind of like a throwback to that. It seems like they were sort of going in that direction, like mm-hmm. trying to figure out like a sequel to that in a way. Yeah, I, it, it definitely is. I, I, you know, I hate to say, hey, here's my pitch. Maybe they even thought about it, and that dude is like, look, man, hey, fuck off, guys. <laughs> hey, Bono, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> They called him. They're like, hey, Joseph, uh, we have this idea. And he said, fuck you. <laughs> but I I think it 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 is sort of like a throwback to those records. Um, and, I, you know, I like it better than, I don't know, No Line on the Horizon where they basically ripped off some other yeah. album. I don't know. It's cool. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I like it. It's some totally pe- Some people cool looking. think that it's – creepy looking I don't know I just think it's like more you two hate of like these guys suck right um so what do you think I think that uh I think we did our job here tonight Scott um (laughs) I think that for being two people that spend uh time making a YouTube podcast this has been a very uh busy month in the YouTube world it has been and like you say I almost feel like when something happens, when an article comes up, I wish that we could just rush in here and, and record five minutes and then we go. Should, we should try to record an episode um, sooner than a month from now just because right. so much shit goes down. So much happens. What if nothing happens, though? What if that was it? Well, we should we should make some shit happen. <laughs> let's, let's try to release – look, if we can only release once a month, that's one thing, but if – but you know, let's try to record sooner than later. Yeah, I you know. Think, I think I'm going to sign this book right now. Okay, great. And whoever gets that book, God bless you. Thanks for loving pussy or dong, <laughs> whatever is your preference, <laughs> whatever your pref. And um, 
Adam, what's on the horizon for you? Scott, there's no line on my... <laughs> 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 uh, I don't... I don't know. Uh, hopefully another episode of this glorious show. What do you got for Parks and Recreation? When's it come back? Have you announced it yet? I have no idea. Mid-season at some point. Yeah, January or February. How many of you rec- uh, recorded at this point? How many of you filmed? We've done... Taped. We're on the ninth one right now. Really? And we're only doing 13, That's so great. we're almost You're almost done. there. Yeah. How's it feel? It's you glad to get fine. out of that shithole? <laughs> it's fine now. It's going to be really sad in a few weeks. Yeah. But right now, it's fine. Who do you think you'll still speak with after the show ends? Oh, n- no one. <laughs> yeah. Because first of all, Pratt is the one guy you would, but he's beyond. Oh, he, he does, yeah, he's not talking to any of us anymore. <laughs> and Amy, not a fan. No, we're not fans of each other, really. Yeah. Um. Aubrey, I never ended up meeting. <laughs> I thought I saw a scene between you guys, like stuck in a parking garage. Yeah, we've for been hours. in many scenes together. Was that a split screen situation? No, we were in the car together shooting the scene. We just never got around to actually meeting. Mm. Um, Nick Offerman, um, he keeps himself enclosed in glass at all times. They mm. keep it very clean, so on camera it looks like he's actually in the same space as us, but he's in a glass booth. He's in a booth. Yeah. How is that even possible? Well, you know, a lot of things are possible. Well, I guess things are possible, but are they probable? Um, Aziz Ansari, uh, he is a digital creation. Now, he just played Madison Square Garden. Uh, That was a um, hologram. That was a hologram? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, um, what are you going to move on to, you know? You are you I'm... sure you want to know that, or do you, are you more interested in your phone at this moment? <laughs> well, you know what? You mentioned uh, someone, and I was trying to. I gotta find. I gotta find a separate like uh, thing for this, but uh, so it's easier to find. But uh, uh, basically, I, I everyone knows what's coming. I can't even find the fucking jack on this. <laughs> jack on the fucking jack. Adam, that's not funny. <laughs> I just wanted to play that. I got to make a separate list. Or a... It's pretty good timing. <laughs> uh, how about you, Scott? What's 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 heading our way in the Ackerman world? Well, you know, I just got I got these last ten episodes. Okay, so moving on. Totally kidding, bro. Do you want people to watch Comedy Bang Bang? I do. And you I wanted think to you keep, need to plug it some more. You wanted to keep going, right? I act, I heard that these episodes coming up are very important to our future. The ratings. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, well, then let's all watch. We we need people to watch these episodes coming up so that they're, I mean, season four. You mean so season five can have 90 episodes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cody, if you yawn a fucking again... You are never going to watch another yeah, guess fucking what, episode man? of American Horror Story witch bitchcraft ever again. Cody, is this your do you is it do you do this for free or do you get paid to do this? You better be paying us to do this. Fucking. Christ. No, I, I do you get paid to do this? He, you of do. He gets paid. He gets you get benefits, don't you? You get benefits. Do you get benefits for watching American Horror Story? He gets benefits from watching it with his girlfriend, I bet. Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit.
shit. Oh, man. Shit. I think ben. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, she, she fucking J you off during American Horror? That's gross, man. I've never seen that show, but that's gross. That's gross. She fucking jacking it while you watch that? Dude. Um, all right. This is gonna this is this is it for us. Yeah. We are approaching the It's m- time to go to sleep. Look, it's it's we're approaching midnight here. Oh my god, can you believe it? Um, although I'm glad I did it, even though I have to get up and do Kevin and Bean in the morning. <laughs> You've been up for twenty one hours. Twenty one hours and I'm I need to get up at six something in order to go to Kevin and the Bean. But hey, I'm glad I did it. It's always great to see you. I'm talking to Adam Cody. Uh, you too, my friend. You too. Hey, that's pretty no, uh, pun intended or pun no pun intended. What do you mean? Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us for a little while. We'll uh, see you as soon as we can. And until we do, we sincerely hope that you have found what, what you're, you're looking, looking for. for. Bye. Bye. You can hurt yourself trying to hold on to what she used to be. I'm so glad the past is all gone. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.